Okay, good evening. We're continuing the Talmud series. We're very close to the end of it. One or two more lectures, I believe, will be over. Uh, last week, we spoke about uh, the mitzvah of Shiluach uh, HaKen, a person get rid of the bird and take away the chicks or the eggs. And uh, we spoke about uh, all kinds of uh, different things, or oh, to teach Torah, to teach for free, and uh, uh, everything that Hashem says is not allowed, He gave us something very similar that it is allowed. This is what we spoke about last week. Today we're continuing. And uh, the Gemara says, we in Masechet Bechorot, like I said, we're very close to the end. So the Gemara says, Tanua Banan, Dakta Memashritz, Dakta Or Metil Betzim. An impure fish in the oceans does thousands of thousands of different, of different kinds of species. The impure one, which means they don't have scales or fins or both of them, like a shark, smooth body, dolphin, right? Okay, so if they're not kosher, the way they give birth is they give birth directly with no eggs. There's a baby in their stomach like a person, and they give birth and finished. But... Uh, but a pure, a pure fish give birth first to eggs, and then from the eggs the fish comes out. This is one of the differences between a kosher fish to a non-kosher. Everything that gives birth is breastfeeding also. Everything that gives direct birth, like a woman, direct birth. All this that I say, they, they breastfeed. Everything that give birth to eggs first, is picking up with his beak and feed his infant, not by breastfeeding, not from his body, from external source, except one, the atalef, the bat. Bat is the only one that is an exception to the rule. Look at the knowledge that they have in, a, in, in the world. This is all divine information. Even though the bat is giving birth to eggs, He's still breastfeeding, okay? The dolphins, they multiply just like human beings. And they can also, in certain situations, become, uh, they can conceive from a sperm of a person. Yes. Not other, if you want to make the lion, uh, the, the lion female give birth from a man, it cannot be. But the dolphins are. The Gemara say, what's dolphin? Now, now one thing you have to know. Sometimes we read something in a Talmud and it confuses us. Why? For a few reasons. One, sometimes some of the animals that we call today in certain names, in a time of Talmud, there was a different animal. Uh, uh, I saw one time, it says... Uh, Something that in our days we translate it as a leopard, something, it's something different in the time of Talmud, because the Talmud describes it completely different. And uh, there's one problem. Second problem is many of the animals that they talk about, they describe it. Remember, when the Talmud was published, people, people should have asked, where is it? We never saw this. Where is this animal that connects to the ground with a cord? Where? Show us. You spoke about it now, no? Where is it in the world? Obviously, it was there. 
They give an ex they warn the people. It's instruction to the people. If you see this animal, be careful not to go in the range of the cord. It's like a leash. You want to kill it? Only with a bone and arrow. If you're going to try to come close to this animal, you cannot beat it. You cannot beat it. It's a very strong animal. It's called Adane Asadeh. We don't have it in the world today. They distinct. Sometimes the nature has changed. Even by people, the nature, nature, the nature has changed. I spoke about it in one of my lectures. I brought a few proofs. I gave a proof from the shepherd. Shepherd who has a group of sheep here and a group of sheep there. And he has five and five. Together it's 10. You have to give 10%. Every income that a person has, animal, wheat, barley, money, he has to give 10%. So the, the, the shepherd needs to know now, since I have five over there and five all the way there in a big field, how, do I put them together to take one? Oh, it's five. That's why they don't have to give 10%. And the five over there, you don't have to give and you dismiss. You don't have to. If you put them together as a one group, you got to give one. If you don't combine them, you don't have to give anything. It's a, it's a question of three, $400. Even today, that's what, how much a goat costs. You need to know, you are, you are obligated or not. So the answer is, yes, you combine them. When, up to when? If they six, six, uh, 60 feet away, 600 feet away, 6,000 feet away, 600,000 feet away, up to how much? It can be here and the other ones in Japan. Do I have to combine them? The answer is to the length of the eyesight. As long as you're able to see both groups, then they are considered one group. But once you cannot see them anymore, it's like two different places. And the Gemara say, how, how, how long is that? 18 kilometers. It's like all the way almost downtown. I mean, from Manhattan, from downtown to uptown. This is the eyesight. Do you know a person that can see today 200 blocks in Manhattan? This is how the people were able to see 2,000 years ago. And today, with glasses, the maximum can see five blocks. So you see the nature. Now, now remember, when they, gave, when they published the Gemara, if it wasn't the case, everybody said, Rabbi, is you drunk? What is this, 18 uh, a, a meal? <laughs> Who can see? I cannot see even a quarter of what you write. No, you show me one person in the world that can see. It was many obvious. It was obvious. So we see there's many examples. Believe me, there's many examples that they describe things that used to be obvious in their time. And today it looks like a, a, an illusion. Like it doesn't, doesn't make sense. All right, so now. Uh, uh, what is a dolphin? The Gemara asks. What's dolphin? It's very interesting because you know in English you also call it dolphin. You call it dolphin in English, and it is the Hebrew word dolphin. Usually, many words come from that come that are in Hebrew comes from English, right? But over here, dolphin is an Hebrew word. Amar of Yehuda bnei Yama. They live in the ocean. Right? So uh, everything, everyone that you can recognize him from the outside that is male, you can recognize his sex if he's a male or a female by looking in, in the organs that, that indicates if he's a male or not, is able to give birth. If you can see that the organs that that is using to, to conceive the female 
is uh, outside, is external, right? So is so zichruto b'chutz molid. So when he gives birth, the, the the baby, his children will be born already, not inside an egg. But everyone that his male organs are inside, that have to come out, then they, they first give birth to eggs, and then the, 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 the babies come out of the eggs. Everyone that conceived, every female who conceived in a day, will give birth in a day. If she conceived at night, she will give birth at night. It's a, a woman doesn't know. She was with her husband. She doesn't know if now she become pregnant or tomorrow during the day or tomorrow during the night. It's, there's no way to know. But when the baby is born, then you can know, oh, he was born at 2 in the afternoon, I now I remember why. Oh, it was born 2 at night, now I remember why. You understand? So how do you know? Here, it comes from this Gemara, Maseret Bechorot. The Gemara says, a rooster, the Gemara says like this, uh, the rooster at night, the bat during the day and during the night. A person and everything that is similar to a person, whenever they conceive, that's how they give birth. Uh, okay, now there are some animals that they have relations similar, male and female, to people, and they also have pregnancy of nine months exactly. And the Gemara says, Every, every male and female, every male and female, every male, every male and female in nature, when they have relation, are different than men. The two exceptional in nature is human being and fish. When they have relation, they are face to face. A male and a female, man, man and a woman, they see each other. Also the fish, but all the other animals, the female turn her back into the male. That's the, the law that Hashem made in a creation, except men and fish. And a snake. The Gemara says, why? Why those are three exceptional and all the other animals is different? Because Every, every species that God spoke to, the male and the female is face to face. Spoke to the snake, face to face. Yes. Spoke to the man, spoke to the fish. I'm trying to remember where he spoke to the fish, but that's what the Gemara says. Camel is back to back. Back to back. Both of them back to back. So it's also an exceptional. So basically all animals, dogs, birds, all these animals, the, the male is behind the female and the neck, the back of the female is turned into his face. But the camel is both of them looking to the other opposite direction when they, when they have relation. And the, and the fish, the snake, and the male is face to face, male and female. Tanura banan, a chicken, rooster, chicken, I mean female, Conceive 
and, and the pregnancy is 21 days. Same thing, there's a tree called Luz. Don't ask me how you call it in English, I have no idea. Luz, Luz is probably an Aramic word because I don't remember that it's an Hebrew word. So there is a tree from the minute the seed is put in the ground and get water, 21 days is growing. So it's together with a female chicken. A dog, 50 days. This, what's similar, equivalent to a dog in nature? The fig tree, figs. You put, you know, sometimes I see the cell figs. You put it in a, and it grows right away. When? When does it grow? Uh, in 50 days. A cat, 52 days. And the strawberry bush is also 52 days. The pig, 60 days. Apple tree, 60 days, that you see starting to come from the ground. The fox and all different kinds of worms that crawl on the floor, six months. What is it? Wheat, barley, tvoa, grains also. Kosher, kosher animals, but small ones, right? Five months, similar to the grape tree. Grape tree, le bush, okay. like the cow, kosher, nine months, nine months. And it's equal to the olive tree. Nine months, olive tree. You know, one time I used to live in Manhattan. Can't believe I'm saying it, but that was uh, 16, 17 years ago, 17 years ago. But I lived in a religious neighborhood, Lower East Side. Moshe Feinstein lived there. It's a lot of synagogues surrounded by Chinatowns. So there was an indoor parking, indoor parking. And I used to park my car under the ground, indoor. So there was an Indian guy walking there, parking the car. Sometimes there's no room, you have to leave your car with the key, he's parking it for you. So one time I came in the morning to take the car, so he came to me smiling. I say, yeah, well, what's going on? He, <laughs> he see that I have the blessing on the way, Birkata Derech, one side Hebrew, one side English. So he read the dear God, protect us on the way and bring us to our destination with no delay, you know, the no, the no, sir. So this guy, he was impressed by this uh, blessing. So he said, can I have one like this? Can you get me one like this? Uh, what is it, a dollar, not even. So yeah, you can have this. I, I was impressed. I said, why, you, you believe in it? I said, sure, why not? I said, yeah, I know, as long as you're not one of these that believe in a cow, that the cow is holy, you should see what happened. <laughs> That sometimes the Torah say you better not talk. <laughs> Think a million times before you talk. His, his smile was wiped out. He looks at me, what do you mean? The cow is holy. <laughs> I say, holy? Why it's holy? Why it's holy? You know why the cow is holy in the uh, tradition? Because it gave birth in nine months. This is what I just read to you. The cow, nine months. So it's mother nature. Same like a mother give birth in nine months to a baby, the cow give nine. What's the connection? How do they know? They probably grow cows in, the, in India. And they know how long, you know, they put in, uh, 
they put a stamp, they see every nine months the mother give a new calf. But we don't need this. We have in the Torah, the Torah told us. Okay, so now it says like this. Uh, big animals, impure. Right? Like a camel, all these big animals, right? 12 months, similar to dekel. Dekel tree. How do you say dekel? Oak? Palm tree. Palm, pine tree? Pine tree. Palm. Palm? Palm tree? Yeah, palm tree. Palm tree. Ari, vazee, veado, veanamer, veabardelas. Oh, you asked me before which animal his name was changed. Here, I just remember. Bardelas. In Hebrew today, Bardelas is some kind of a leopard. But over here is a different animal, not, not the leopard that we know today. So here is an example how, and also tanin. Tanin in Hebrew means crocodile. But in the time of the Torah, tanin means snake. Snake. Remember Moshe threw it, and the Torah said they all threw it and it became taninim? Snakes. It was snakes. But tanin, it's a crocodile, different. So here is an example. The modern Hebrew, as the ancient Hebrew, not always have the same words. Some words can be changed. I don't know if it was a mistake when they interpret the modern Hebrew and they made a mistake, or they did it on purpose, only Hashem knows. Uh, so the lion, the wolf, the bear, the, the leopard, the bardelas, whatever that means, the elephant, the monkey, and the kifof, some kind of a rat. Three years, three years. And, next, and similar to them, a tree called Bnot Shuach. I don't know what it is. Maybe the farmers know. Efa Leshivim Shana, there's some kind of animal, 70 years pregnancy. And the women complain about nine months. <laughs> 70 years. 70 years. No, no, wait, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm reading Rashi. Now, sometimes you think you understand, but you have to read. Which means he, be, no, he became pregnant only after 70 years that he's alive. Like a woman, she needs to be, I don't know, 12 years old to conceive before she cannot, she doesn't have a period yet. So over here is only age 70 and older she can conceive the female. That's what it means. Not that the pregnancy takes 70 years. Okay. False alarm. <laughs> Similar to the carob trees. Carob. You know carobs? Carobs? That's what Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai ate. It looks like pieces of wood, very hard, but a little bit sweet. And today full of worms. Not recommended. Charuv, this carob, from the time you plant the seed in the ground until the fruit comes out, takes 70 years. 70 years. How long is the pregnancy of this F.A. that takes 70 years until the female will conceive? Nevertheless. How long is finally, after you waited 70 years to have a kid, no, your wife is pregnant? You hope that it's going to be two, three weeks, no? Three years. Which means seven, by the age 73, maybe they're going to have a baby. Not less than that. F.A. A snake, seven years. And the snake doesn't have a companion by the trees, because it's wicked. Every animal is similar to one of the three. Three animal, three animal, three animal. Snake, nobody wants to be with you, my friend. And you know why? 
all the screaming in the in hospital, I push! <laughs> all the screaming you hear, get out of the room! When a woman gives birth, it's because of the snake. Every day you see two hours in traffic to get to work, two hours to come back, mortgage problems, atzabim, tuition, this, do I have money, I don't have money, it's because of the snake. Who wants to be with it? You gotta work, you gotta suffer so much, it's all the snake. Nobody wants to be with him. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav Umatu Bamishmeder Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania, in the name of all this, in the name of Rabbi Yoshua, son of Hanania. Arur Ata, the snake, God said to him in Genesis 3, Arur Ata Mikola Behemao Mikol Chayat Asadeh, you are cursed more than all the animals and everything that lives in the field. The Gemara says like this, we are in Masechet Arachi now. The Gemara says like this, Sometimes we have a unique situation that when a person says something with his mouth, it's worse, worse than actual action. Usually action is more, worse than, you say to someone, I'll kill you, get out of here, I'll kill you. That's a sin. But if you really kill him, it's a little bit bigger, no, the sin. Sometimes you talk, it's worse than actual action. What is it? Who knows? Who says? Very good, Gabriel. You see when you come, how, how finally I have somebody to answer? You can eat before the lecture or after. The food won't run away. Good. Lashon Ara. Lashon Ara can destroy the person more than action. For instance, you come, you give him a big smack. No, you break his teeth. What can be? You go, he fix it, he suffer, pain, finish. You say a few bad words about him, 70 years he travels. Every day gets again, again, again. There's no end to his suffering. One, two sentences you say, you destroyed him. God said, you tested me ten times, the nation of Israel. You tested me ten times. Ravi Nuna said, Hashem does not destroy the person until he fills up his barrel with sins. Everyone has an X amount. Once you go on to the top, now the time to pay comes. So sometimes you see people are making a lot of sins for 20 years already. Their time will come that unfortunately they have a big barrel. It's not all the way to the top yet. So, so, why? Same thing, they tested God ten times, but they were not destroyed by the nine time yet. But in the ten time, that's when their judgment was sealed. That's it. Now time to pay came. Sometimes a person makes sins. He goes out, he's Shomer Shabbat, it's kosher, everything fine. But once in a while, his friends say, come, let's go to the bar. Let's go to the disco. He comes, he touched the goyar, kisser, do, make sins with her. He comes back home, next morning he comes to shul. Minyan, everything as usual. Then a week or two later again, and he's thinking, look, I've been doing it already for two years, and so far it seems that Hashem is very good with me. He accepts my prayers, Shabbat, I keep, everything is fine. Until he crosses the street and the car comes and crashes him, and then six years is in coma or he's laying in a hospital with machines, and then he understands that every time 
that you do something, the barrel is a little bit more full, more, more, until there's no return. That's what we say, me'uvat lo yuchal litkon. If a glass broke, glass, to many pieces, that's it. Well, we're going to save it now. You glue it, you try, you put it. That's it, it's finished. Not everything can be fixed in life. If you brought a mamzer to the world, an illegitimate boy from a married woman, and you became Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, big tzaddik, the mamzer is walking around. As long as he walk, you have a very big stain in your file. What, can, what are you going to do, kill him? Just because you made a sin with a married woman, you kill him, what are you going to do now? There's nothing you can do. As long as he's alive, you have a very big embarrassment around you. So the Torah says, the spy spoke gossip against Israel. What's Israel? Trees and stones, and their end for eternity came. They spoke about the Holy Land. They didn't speak about people. They didn't ruin someone's shiduch. They didn't ruin someone's life. They didn't ruin his parnasah. None of these things. They just said the land is full of giants, so many funerals. Problems, how are we going to go to such a place? That's all. Everything they said was the truth. They really saw funerals, yeah, they saw giants, everything was the truth. But they should have not talked because they knew if God brought us all the way here and he promised us the land, why should we discourage the people? Why? Why you become a big shot? Be quiet. Piece of cake. You had to have a munah. The two that had a munah, Yoshua ben Nun and Kalev ben Yefuneh, they are the only one who entered Israel in the end. They also saw what they saw, but they didn't say a word. But the spies say a word, they lost their eternity. Someone who say bad about his friends is needless to say his punishment. If to talk about trees brought them destruction for eternity, what's going to happen when you destroyed someone's life? You know? Uh, sometimes a person wants to go and speak in a place, let's say, and they make an arrangement. And then in the end, the people call and they say, well, you know, it's not going to work out. We cannot do it. The person who wanted to host the event, he cannot do it. And they, they don't tell you the truth. Why, why the, the event got canceled? Somebody jealous or someone stupid went and told the owner of the house something bad. And he thought again, and he canceled the event. And you feel great. Oh, I gave it to him. They canceled the, the lecture. And then you move on with your life. Another 20, 30, 40 years, one day you die. You come to Shamaim. Hashem says, here comes Adolf Hitler. Say, Hashem, chaz shalom, I'm Shomer Shabbat. Look at my beard. What Hitler? I don't have a mustache like this. Hashem says, you are Hitler. No, I'm not. Don't talk. You are. Okay, okay. Okay, but why? I don't remember killing a bug in my life. You know how careful I was with my dog, with my animals? Let me show you how many people you killed. <coughs> then they show you 10,000, 20,000 people died, chilonim, no share to the world to come. And say, this is all your victims. You destroyed all of them. So I don't even know them. So remember 40 years ago? There was supposed to be a lecture somewhere, yes. Remember you went to the place over there and you speak against the person? Remember? Yes. 
Remember what happened? The, the event got canceled. If it would take place, there would be 200 people that night. And 30 of them would become Shomer Shabbat and marry to religious girls and have 10 kids, each one of them. And then after 20, 30 years, they would have 100 grandkids. And by now, with that fourth generation, would be 10,000 Shomrei Shabbat. And now, instead of that, there's 10,000 Kmogoim, like Goim. They all died, Chalel Shabbat. You have to pay for each one of them, for their sins, for eternity, forever. For their grand, 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 grandchildren, you're going to have to pay for every time he doesn't put filin. For every time he's mechalel Shabbat, you pay. But Hashem, what did I do? I only say two words. Two words. Endless punishment. That's la Shonara. That's what it is. Two words. How stupid people can be. And he feel great. Feel great. No. It pays. No, so you had a politic, revenge. He spoke against that person. So you cancel an event. No. What did you get by that? What happened in the end? This is it. Right here. Someone who makes bad reputation to his friend is needless to say, is needless to say, is punishment. Amarava. Amarish Lakish. וימותו האנשים הוציאי דיבת הארץ רעה במגפה לפני השם על דיבת הארץ שהוציאו. The spies who spoke against the land, they all died because, it's a verse in the Torah, because of the Lashon Hara they spoke against the Holy Land. Imagine if they speak against the family, what can happen? אמר רבי יהודה, תן טסט our father tested God in the desert. Two in the ocean, two in the water, two by the man that fall from heaven, two in the slav, the birds who came, one by the golden calf, and one in Midbar Paran, in the desert of Paran. Two in the ocean, one going down, one going up, like Ravuna says. What is it? The nation of Israel had problems with emunah, not strong emunah enough, not enough. Yeah, as we read, Vayamru al-Yam be'yam suv vayoshiem leman shmo. They rebel against Hashem in a dead sea, but Hashem saved them anyway for his reputation. Why, if they get killed, how the world would remember the incident of going out of Egypt? Well, he couldn't let them cross the ocean, so he killed them with the Egyptians. So he had to save them, because after all, he promised, I'm going to save you, but they didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve it, but not to make Chilul Hashem, bad reputation to the holy God, that the Goim would not understand it correctly. They would say, hey, you see, God is limited. He couldn't save them. He tried, and he fell. They died, like the, like the Egyptians. So that's why they came out. No. So... The Gemara continues, the Gemara says, Melamed Shayu Israel Mamrim Bota Shah. They were rebelling against Hashem. Vamruk Hashem Shanu Oli Mitzad Zekach Mitzrim Oli Mitzad Acher. Same way we come from one side, the Egyptian comes from the other side, which means they, it's a trap. Amarlo Akadosh Barhul Sar Shilyam, Hashem said to the angel in charge of the ocean, Vamed them to the land. He says to him, Ribbono Shel Olam, 
Finally, you gave me all these bodies of all these Egyptian soldiers. I have fish, I have sharks, I have things that I have to feed. I'm in charge of the ocean, that's my territory. Finally, you gave us so much good food, now you want me to vomit it out back to the land, to the beach? Hashem said to him, now he said to Hashem, did, uh, did you ever hear about a slave who his master gave him a gift and then two minutes later came and asked it back? That's what the angel said to God. So God said, Don't worry, I'll pay you interest. 50% interest I give you. I'll give you one and a half times. Yeah. It says, Ribbono Olam, you leaving me any choice? Can I ever sue you? <laughs> you tell me that you give me, fine, but what can I do? Can I make a beep? I'm giving you a guarantor. Which one? The river of Kishon. Kishon is a, is a place, Kishon. In Israel, there's Nachal Kishon. I don't know if it's the same one. It could be. Yeherev, Kishon River is my guarantor. He, from him, is, he, over there you're going to get what I owe you. Right away, all the bodies of the Egyptian came with the waves all the way to the, to the, to the land. And when the nation of Israel saw them, they finally relaxed, because they were panicking. Where are they? We didn't see them drowning. They're probably going around and waiting for us. When we cross, we're going to come to Elat over there, right? Taba, Nueba, whatever all these the beaches called. They're probably waiting for us over there. When they saw them all dead, they relaxed. That's what we say every morning in a prayer. We quote a verse from the Torah. Vayar Israel et Mitzrayim met al Sfatayam. The nation of Israel saw the Egyptians are dead on the, on the Sfatayam, on the beach, on the land. Two in the water, Bemara Birfidim, in Mara. Mara, it's a place in the desert. Vayavo Marata, they came to the place of Mara. They couldn't drink the water. The water were not clean, were not sweet. So Vailon Amal Moshe, everyone started to demonstrate, to complain against Moshe, right? And what did Hashem say to him? Take a piece of tree and throw it into the water. The water will be, it will purify the water and the water will be sweet. Why does Hashem need that he take a piece of tree and throw it? Couldn't go like this and everything will be clean? Because the way of God is that if you don't do something, he doesn't help you. Do something, doesn't matter, take this, throw it in. Doesn't matter what. You think really that's when they're gonna, you think you go to work, I, I need the work to send you your money, I need you to be mechanic, to be doctor, to be lawyer. That, that's what you think, or be, that without that I wouldn't be able to feed you. Do whatever you want, be a tutor. And Hashem, a tutor make only $500 a week. I have 10 kids to feed, I'm, what am I gonna do? Don't worry about it, it anyway doesn't come from there. You just do something and I'll find a way to send you. Like I just found out today that uh, a girl, she became a receptionist in a very big company. How much a receptionist is making? I don't know, how much, you tell me. How much a professional receptionist in a multi-billion dollar company? She sits in the front desk of the big fancy building. How much they pay her? Huh? 40 a year, 40 a year, probably. No, more? More? Less? Fifty. Fine. Now she she has to support the family, right? How much is to send the college to Ivy League uh, serious college? Huh? 
How much a year? 40? I don't know, you tell me. All right, 50 a year. So if she makes 50 a year and she has to pay rent and food and everything, and then she has to send her daughter to an expensive college where she is now, now second year, after two weeks, the boss, the boss saw that she's a, a person in a need, and he said, she told him, accidentally he heard her speaking to someone on the phone that she doesn't know, they didn't approve her scholarship, they only give a little bit, and she doesn't know what she's gonna get the rest. So he told her, don't worry, you just tell me how much it is and I'll send them the check. So already second year, he pays the whole tuition to a very expensive college. Their job makes her probably 30, 40, or 50, who knows, I didn't ask. And he just give her, by the way, a gift, it has nothing to do with the job. After two weeks she was there, he felt bad for her, why? Because Hashem wanted her to make extra, and receptionist will not make 100 a year. But that's all she know how to do. Why she got this job? She's not a scientist, no? So she wanted to answer the phone. So because of that, to give her $100,000 for answering the phone, everybody will see that it's a miracle. But to give her 40 and to give her another 50 for her daughter tuition, that's already a way of life. So that's it, that's how it all goes. 100%. No, they're fighting with Moshe. Two, in, two with the man, the man is falling. Don't go. And they went. He told them, don't go to collect man. It's Shabbat. Shabbat, there's no bread falling. But they went anyway. And Moshe told them, don't leave man for tomorrow. Hashem doesn't like people who say for the future. Trust Hashem. I tell you something. Uh, I came back Monday night when I landed from Miami. As soon as I turned my phone on, one person gave a large donation. I never saw him face to face, but he already gave uh, some donations in the past. And I don't know who he is, rich, poor, old. I see he's a very nice person that all he cares is about to make other people religious. Now, based on the amount of, re of donation, which is out of the ordinary, then you may think that this person is probably very wealthy. I send him, thank you very much. You've been consistent, very good, okay. Right away, covered me all the CDs I took in my suitcase to Miami. Everything was covered as soon as I landed. So it was very good, because I'm thinking to myself, I always bring, and hopefully America will come. So Baruch Hashem, it was a good start. Landed in New York, going to my lecture, the CDs were paid. No. Then I sent him a thank you email, and then he said to me, I want to sell all my investments and send all the money to make CDs. I don't know how much is his investment. 30, 40, 50, 100, who knows? I don't know. It can be a lot. Investment sounds a lot, no? He won't talk about $200 investments. He's probably talking about a lot of money. I wrote to him, what makes you come to this conclusion? He said, I got to the point that the world doesn't have that much time to, to survive with what's happening here. And I haven't been a tzaddik all my life. So I want to make it up by taking all my savings and give it up. And in the end, I say to him, well, a person can give up to 20% from his income if he's an ordinary person. If he's a multi-multi-rich person making millions, then he can give even 80%. It's no problem. But to sell your investment and give everything, no, don't do it. Then I ask him, no, oh, and I wrote in the email, unless if your father is a very wealthy person who has already gave you so much money and you don't have to worry about your future, then it's a different story. So he said, no, what are, what are you? A student. 
Student. That's all. Student, not a big businessman, not a rich guy. Who knows how much he saved? I don't know, in all these years, bought some stocks, whatever he did. So he has some money savings. He wanted to give all the money. And you go to these billionaires, they, don't, they, they forgot how much money they have. They, 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 they forgot how much I have. 30 billion or, or, or 32? Wait, where is my, give me the statement, let me see. Billion here, billion there, a million here, million up, million down, they don't know. Okay, 180 will give. Doesn't make sense. It's always the same thing. The people who, I, I explained it many times. There's explanations for it, but it's a, I think that one of the reasons is that Akash Baruch wants to show you that nothing comes from people. Everything comes to me, and don't ever count on people. We say it every day in Tehillim, in the tefillah, in the morning. Al tiftechu bin divim, beben adam she'en lo tshua, tetzeruho yashuv ladmato. Don't trust generous people. Don't trust them. Today they hear, tomorrow the spirit comes out, they fall and die. Why do you trust them? Whatever they give, it's I give. That's, bottom, that's the bottom line. But the bottom line is that, first of all, it needs, a person needs to sacrifice for the truth. It has to be difficult. Chazonish say, if you give tzedakah and it doesn't burn your heart, it's almost no, no reward. If a person gave now a $10,000 check and he makes it in five minutes, if a person make a $1,000 an hour, you know, this big bombastic lawyer, business big lawyer, make a thousand, and then he wrote a $1,000 check to someone. Big deal, an hour he said, in, he, he heard some talks, and he make it. So it's not such a big deal. It doesn't kill him. He gave an hour of his life, no? For the whole month, he gave an hour. It's no big deal, but if a person make $1,000 a week, he just gave seven days of his life. It's not the same. For, for the other one, it's for sure much harder. That's why the reward is a lot better, a lot. Even though it's the same amount, it's obvious. But it's incredible, they met incredible. So I, so I, wrote, to, I wrote to him, this is why I'm telling you this story. I wrote to him, you are encouraging me very much when it comes to tzedakah. I learned from you. As you can see from his reaction, he was embarrassed. He said, you learn from me? Everything I do came from you. I said, no, but when it comes to this, I have to learn from you. Because now how many people like this you have in the world? Who knows how many thousands of Jews are not dying a year thanks to this guy? Who knows? There's no way to know. When he comes to Shamayim, Hashem says, listen, maybe 200,000 should have been dead. And when the Satan come and demand revenge, I took that guy and, me, and waved with him. Ah, look, look, what, look, look at my nation. He protects his brothers. One, this is what happened with Nachshon ben Aminadav. The entire year, this is what we're speaking about. They come to the Dead Sea. It doesn't split. The Egyptians are coming with massive army. How are they not going to be afraid? It's very scary, the stress, the situation. But on the other hand, Hashem promised that we're going to get to the promised land. So what are you worried, about the reality or about the word of Hashem? What you should go to, what your eyes see or what the book says? That's the question of everything in life. The eyes show, I give money, I left with no money in my account. That's what reality shows. The Torah says, the more you give, the more I'll give you. So who should I follow? This is what they tell the jet pilots in the Israeli school, Air Force school, when they learn how to fly F-16, F-15, 
So they tell them like this, rule number one in flying. Sometimes you fly above the ocean. If you look up, everything is blue. You look down, everything is blue. Everywhere you look, it's only blue. You don't see building, you don't see anything. All around blue. You miss, you don't know where you are. You don't know if the plane is flying straight or upside down. Because many times you go like this, it flips a few times. You are confused now. You don't know. Always trust the computer, the Rio. There's a small screen that shows you the shape of the plane. It shows the wing go like this, down. If it's down, that means you're flying like this. If it's up, that means you're upside down. Turn around. Turn the stick, turn around. But sometimes the pilot, in his conscious, is sure that he only made three flips. That means I'm upside down. Let me flip one more time and fly. But the machine show something else than what your mind tells you. So they tell them rule number one, forget about your mind and your eyes. Does not exist. You only go with the computer. You know what the test it is? I spoke to one of the pilots. When I was in the Air Force, one of the people in our unit crashed into the ocean like this. He went with his mind against, against the rules, the books, and he crashed into the ocean and died. Vertigo. Vertigo, exactly. So, so, I, so the pilots say it's easy to talk. You know what the hard test it is? You are 100% sure. You're thinking maybe the computer messed up. What's the chance that computer messed up and not you? It's not that much. So the answer is it's very hard test. Same thing in life. Reality shows that you do something and what Hashem promised in a book did not come yet. One year, two, three, five, ten. It's very hard. And then when it begins to come, you can say, stop, Hashem, stop. I can't take this anymore. Too much you give me. I heard one guy like this. Too much, Hashem. Enough, enough. Give to others. Why don't you give to others? No. I have grand, grand, grandchildren to feed. So here's the same thing over here. Ay, 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 ay. They're fighting with Moshe. Said to them, don't leave for tomorrow. For today you have enough to eat, enjoy. No, no, but maybe tomorrow won't be bread. Yeah, you fool. Hashem's gonna let you die here after all the efforts, taking you out of Egypt, promising you he takes you to the land. So what are you worried about? Look at this, look what's going on. It's better than the book. This is before the Torah was given. Better, Hashem spoke to them. If they hear that he speak to Moshe, they heard. And Moshe said, look what Hashem said, that not to worry, every day we'll get our bread. And they still didn't trust. For some people it's enough that the rabbis say he will have parnasah and they already relax. For some people, even when Hashem say to them, it's not enough. It's depend on a person, free choice. One, uh, one farmer, 500 years ago in Tzfat, in a generation of the Ari, he had a donkey. And he was going to the mines looking for silver, gold, you know how they dig and then maybe they find something. That was his job. He was a very poor man because once in a blue moon he found something. So what happened is that one time he went to the drasha, to the lecture of the Al-Sheikh HaKadosh. Al-Sheikh was one of the big Chachamim in that generation. And the Al-Sheikh says, Parnasa is 100% depend on your faith, your emunah. 
the higher it is, the easier your parnasa will be. Not necessarily you get a lot of money, but it will be very easy with no stress, no worry, no nothing. Very clean. No begging, no worry about tomorrow, everything in the right timing, finished. If you don't have it, you go through hell. Gehenom, suffering, the check bounce, begging the person, running, and then you get it. It takes your heart out, because you don't have emunah. This is it. If you trust Hashem, everything you need, you get. Don't worry about it, just trust Him. So this farmer doesn't know how to write, to read, comes back to his wife, he says, I don't go to work anymore. But Rav Al-Sheikh say, for me it's enough. So what are you gonna do? I'm going to sit now in yeshiva all day and hear his drashot, his teaching, all day I learn, that's it. So what are we gonna, what's gonna be with the children? He said, you didn't hear me? You trust now Hashem, and Hashem will find a way to give us the money. So he went to yeshiva. One month, the rent arrives. No, where the rent? He had a little saving, so he gave. Next month, where's the rent? Already doesn't have. So he gave, he had the extra pair of suit, one for Shabbat, one for weekday, so he gave it. Next month, there's nothing left. So he sold this, sold this, whatever. It wasn't enough, so he needed to sell his donkey. So his wife told him, you fool, the donkey is the only chance for us to make money. It's like a driver, he has nothing left. All he has left is his truck. And he said, let me sell the truck. So his wife telling him, you crazy? Borrow money, but don't sell the truck. It's the only chance you can make money. He said, I don't care. The rabbi said, that's it. Sold the, the, the donkey to an Arab guy. The Arab bought the donkey. The money was enough for two more months. He had the horse was a Mercedes. The donkey was an Oldsmobile or Pontiac. That's how it was in those days. He got a few thousand for it. Fine, now the money ran out. So now his wife and him sitting in the house, the wife is, you know, fuming. And he said, I don't care. The rabbi says, she said, yeah, yeah, you trust, 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 so we'll be dead with your trust. So what happened in the meantime now? It's a story that happened. It was in many books, this story. So the, the Arabs also were walking in mines. That's why they needed the donkey. So they went to a place. They started to break rocks, two Arabs. And they found big chunks of gold. They started to break it. They fill up the bags. So much gold they found. So they stuffed two big bags of gold on the back of the monkey. The monkey standing out of the cave. So the Arab continued. No, donkey, donkey. What did I say, monkey? Monkey. Well, I was thinking about the. <laughs> so they, they hit, they hit, they hit, you know. So they hit. What happened? Everything collapsed on their head. You know, sometimes they go, the sand, boom, it broke. The entire thing fell on their head and they all choked there and died. Now the donkey is standing outside. One hour, two hours, five hours, hungry. He's in the, by, the, by the desert there. There's nothing, no food. So he said, where would I go? Who, was, who used to feed me a few days ago? Let me go to this Jew. So he walked home. He comes to him and says, what are you doing here? Where is the Arab? <laughs> the Arab is already with Arafat. <laughs> so he, said, he opened the bags full of gold. He can't say to his wife, no, no. But he got it because he really had 100% emunah. Somebody doesn't have emunah, nah. This is it. Emunah is an important thing. And everyone can improve his emunah. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Yossi ben Zimra, Ma'i dikhtiv, 
What is it that it says? Ma iten lecha o ma yosif lecha lashon remia? What are you going to gain from lies and deceiving? That's the pasuk. Who say it to who? Amar akadosh baruchu lalashon. Hashem spoke to the tongue. What's the tongue? He says all the organs of the person are raised up, and you are falling down. No, wait. Let's see. And he says like this. All the organs of the person are outside of his body, speaking about the external organs. And you are inside. I put to you two fences, one with the bones around the tongue, and one with the flesh, with the meat, inside, all around. What are you gaining by speaking Lashonara all the time? What are you gaining? I put to you two fences. What? The teeth, the bone, and then the, the lips, the skin, twice. And you still cannot control yourself. So, the Gemara says like this. It says like this. Everyone who speaks Lashonara, it shows that he has no emuna in God, no faith, no belief in God at all. Everyone who speaks Lashonara, all the sicknesses are coming to him. The Gemara says it's come from Kohelet, the book of King Solomon, Kohelet chapter 10. Same thing a snake comes quietly, comes from the ground, sting somebody and go right in. The person is dead and the snake didn't gain anything. Every other animal, right? The lion, he sees a zebra, goes like this, and he runs after the zebra and brutally rip the neck. He has a point. It's either me or it's a surviving for war. I don't eat there, I'm gonna be dead. So I'm fighting for my life. That's the way God made the world. What do you want from me? That's why nobody prosecute him. Doesn't have to put down payment 70,000 to a lawyer. No, why? Everybody understand? Okay, you go. What's with the zebra, poor zebra? Nobody cares. That's the way the world is. But the snake kills someone and don't touch it. It's very interesting. So Hashem said, this is the same way like Lashonara. What do you gain by speaking against someone? You don't even hate him sometimes. Just uh, you got used to it already. How is this guy? Ah, I heard a lot about him. Better not to talk. You don't hate him. If nothing against him. Just got used to it. And you just had a horrible scene. There's no end to your punishment for stupid sentence who comes from the mouth. Politics, all the shuls, everyone against everyone. Oh, that shul, we don't go there. Ah, that one, this one, yeah, that, this, ah. Poor rabbis, they have to deal with the things that they see. That you go to places, you see what's happening in their communities, you can't believe it. Amar lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lassar Shel Gehenom, Hashem said to the minister of hell, the angel who is charge of Gehenom, Ani alav milemala ve'ata alav milemata nedunenu. You and I together will judge that person who speaks Lashonara. I am from the top and you are from the bottom. We make a sandwich to, to pay him what he deserves. The Gemara says, what's the cure for people who speak bad against others? 
If he's a Talmud Chacham, if he knows how to learn, right away will go full force into learning, maybe Hashem will forgive his Lashonara. Shneemar, how do we know it? Book of Mishlei, King Solomon, Mishlei Tetvav, Mishlei 15. How do you say Mishlei in English? Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs? I can't learn this word. <laughs> Maybe you maybe you write it on a piece of the saint. Okay, whatever. No, it's Chinese for me. Marpel Ashon Etz Chaim, the cure for the tongue—it's the tree of life, tree of eternity. No, what is the tree of eternity? Etz Chaim ila machzikimba. It's a tree of life. It's to the one who supports and learns Torah. So it says the tree, the cure for the tongue is that tree, the tree of Torah. You learn, it will get you back to life. Thank you. Now, if, if the person is ignorant person, doesn't know Torah, nah, nah, will become humbled will work on his character to be very down to earth, no ego, no, never stuck up, always think I'm nothing. Put yourself all the way down, because Lashonara comes from a lot of pride. You're so confident in yourself that you have something to say against everyone. En takana, the Gemara says like this, Rabbi Acha Barachanina Amar, if he spoke already, and Lotakana. If he already spoke against someone, there's no correction. There's no way to correct. Shekvar Karto David Beruach HaKodesh. King David already chopped him with his holy vision that he wrote in Tehillim, in Psalms, Psalms 12. Yachret Hashem kol siftei chalakot lashon medaberet gdolot. Translation. God will cut the lips and the tongue of everyone who is a smooth talker and speak very big. And in reality, it's all fake. So, so what's the cure? If there's no cure, so that's it, it's over. You spoke one or twi- once or twice and you're done? Gotta be a cure, no? The cure is for the future. What's happened, happened, he says. If you learn a lot of Torah, he will probably protect you from not speaking about others. Because you already understand the importance of life and reward and punishment, and God is watching, so you're gonna think a million times before. If he's ignorant, for the future he will work on his character to be down to earth. Which means the opinion, there's an argument in a Gemara, it's not so simple. One opinion is, this, if you're going to do it, Hashem will forgive you retroactive for what you spoke. The other opinion is no, what you spoke is you spoke, that's it. You lost your hand, you lost your hand. You can be Baal Shuva, you can become Tzaddik, Hashem won't give you back the hand. It's over, it's reality. Somebody died because of you already. So what's going to be? Hashem is going to take him back in the, from his grave and bring him his wedding suit? Come, come, let's go back to your wedding. Bring you back to life. He's dead already. Spoke against him. Somebody went and killed him because of your Lashonara. He's dead. Ma, 
Oh, Hashem, forgive me, please. Forgive me that I killed him. No, as much. He's going to come back to life. That's why somebody came to the Chafetz Chaim. He said, Rabbi, how do you fix the Lashonara? Chafetz Chaim said, come, I'll show you how. He grabbed the pillow with him. In those days, pillows was only feathers. Today, they have other things, but feathers. Feathers. He goes, go, let's go up to the, to the roof of the building. They went all the way up to the roof. And the Chafetz Chaim said to him, here, hold the pillow. He made a little hole. Bang it. Hit it. So the guy is hitting the pillow. All the feathers are flying all over. All over. Chafetz Chaim said, go and collect it now. That's how you fix Lashonara. The guy said, Rabbi, I got the point. Better not to talk. You knock down the twins. One second, boom, it fell. How you build it up? 50 years, argument, problem, architect, this, what you would do, how we do. They're going to blow it again. To knock it down, one minute. To rebuild it, 20 years, it's not, not started yet. That's it, it's over. That's what, is, what it is, Lashonara. Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amar Rabbi Yonatan. In the name of Rabbi Yonatan. Jonathan in English. But it's not Jonathan, it's Yonatan. What does it mean, Yonatan? God gave. God gave. If you make a jaw gave, so it's jaw, the Italian jaw gave. <laughs> Got the difference or no? Yonatan, it's God gave. Jonathan is Italian jaw with a mustache, he gave. Which one you want to give? God or Joe? <laughs> no? Sometimes I call up places. They say, who's calling? I say, Yosef. They don't hear well, so they, say, they think Joseph. So after five minutes, she comes and says, Joe? <laughs> I'm about to laugh. She calls me Joe. Joe is busy now. Can he call you back? <laughs> Joe. Ay, 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 ay. The Gemara says like this. Sicknesses to the person come for seven different things. One, Lashonara. Murder. Two, swearing on a false, false thing. Three, sex crimes. Four, arrogance. Disrespecting people, cursing, yelling, anger, you know, arrogance. Gezel. Stealing. Jealousy. Cannot see that somebody else has sicknesses, cancer, skin cancer, prostate problem. All these things come because of one of the seven. Murder, we don't murder. No, fine. Giluy arayot, I believe we don't. Okay, two. What else we have here? Shvuat shav, swear in the name of God on a false testimony. Also, we don't do. Arrogance, I hope we're not arrogant. Okay, so four. No, jealousy. Maybe it's a problem. Sometimes people are jealous. Lashon Ara, everyone. That's enough. One thing, finished. Tanya Amar Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon say, Tamehani, I wonder, Im yesh bador haze mish yachol lochiach. Listen, this was 2,000 years ago. This is Rabbi Tarfon, the chevruta of Rabbi Akiva. Look who is talking here. It's almost like Moshe Rabbeinu, this Rabbi Tarfon. And what does he say? I wonder if there is anyone in this generation that can criticize posit positively, that speak the truth of God to the people. 
that they're willing to listen to him without getting angry. Then you come to tell the person how Shabbat, shh, stay in your corner, don't tell me what to do. Live and let live. In Israel, they have a sentence. Ish be'emunato Ish be'emunato A person would live by his own fate. But the Torah said, tzaddik be'emunato A righteous person would live thanks to his righteousness. So they changed the sentence a little bit. The righteous, they changed to a man. Could be anything. That's it, now we can relax. So he told him, If he comes to a person and says, you have something stuck in your teeth, take it out. Instead of saying to you, thank you for telling me, what does he answer? Take the something stuck between your eyes, take it. In other words, you tell me what to do. You come to a person and say, hey, your feeling is, is like this. <laughs> he get angry. So I once went to somebody, his feeling is on the other side. So I can't tell him, it has to be this to this direction. It's all the way in the end. I help you, maybe 20 years, he won't put fill in once. All these efforts for nothing. So, <laughs> 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 wow, very good Teddy, give me one. Mazal, I was far. I was only by sign language. <laughs> That's what's happening today. <laughs> no. So, Amar Abi Ochanan ben Nuri. I, test, I bring heaven and earth to testify about me that I criticize Rabbi Akiva many times by telling Rabban Gamliel things that he does that I, should, I think he should do better. And not only he didn't hate me for it, the more I criticize him by the chief rabbi, Rabban Gamliel, by the president, the more he loved me. That's why he became the greatest Baal Tshuva in history. As the Torah says in Mishlei, Mishlei, King Solomon, Mishlei 9, Don't try to prove the clown's ways. They'll hate you for that. They won't appreciate it. When I was in Miami now, the last lecture was at 12 o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of the working day. Everyone came from all the stores, jewelry, diamonds, and this. And in the middle of the day, we gave one and a half hour of a lecture in one of the, the I don't know if it was an empty store or showroom. I don't really know what this place was. Empty room with chairs, okay. After that, the rabbi there, he said to me, okay, now we have to go to the airport. Do you mind stopping by someone's office? I said, why, for what? He said, he didn't come to the lecture. We'll give him a personal visit. I look at my watch, I say, ah, I know it's after Thanksgiving weekend. Who knows the airport is a zoo? I told him, maybe we should go, no? He said, no, 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 let's go. You know, he really didn't ask me. He was asking me while he was walking already towards the elevator. And I don't know where I'm going there, you know, <laughs> all the, 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 the paths there in this big mall. So I go after him. We go into the, I think, eighth floor, whatever it was. We go up. He brings me into an office of a diamond dealer, Israeli guy. Diamond, you see all the things, the diamonds. We go into his office. I said to him, his rabbi said, you didn't come to the rabbi, I brought the rabbi to you. <laughs> so I told him, don't worry, don't worry. 
So he got nervous. I said, don't worry, he didn't come to collect money. <laughs> I don't come, I give up. Don't worry, he just came to speak to you two, three minutes. I want to give you a gift. I take out the CDs. Why, why? He said, why, why? That's called reverse psychology. Now I just found a way. If you ever need to collect money, this is how you have to, don't worry, I don't come to take from you. No, why not? I'm not stingy. I can give. <laughs> now I had to argue. He wants to give. I said, no, no, I don't want to take. Why not? My money is not good for you. I said, no, it's very good. But if I take from you, then I won't be able to talk to you, to influence you. He said, hey, one way or the other, you can influence me. Don't worry. I'm very happy with the way I am, Chiloni, secular. We started to talk. Then he felt comfortable with me. And he said, you know why I didn't come? Someone told me you're crazy. <laughs> Please, Rabbi, no offense. I say, why? Listen, what's the two reasons why I'm crazy? First one, that I said that people should not go to Uman on Rosh Hashanah. I say, and if they go to Uman, they will get a curse. I say to him, he almost was correct, but the last thing is he added. He made it up, he changed it. He said, yeah, it's true, it's a waste of time to go there. But I never say, if you go there, you get a curse. That's already somebody added. A little bit salt and pepper, the story became juicy. And, and he said, why, why not? I say, you have Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, you have Rambam across the street in Israel. You leave your wife and you go over there, it doesn't make sense. He got the point. And he said, what's the second one? He said, he said that Michalel Shabbat, like me, is like a goy. I said, true, I didn't say, God said. So he thought I'm gonna get offensive, I mean defensive. No, Galma, I didn't say that. Right away in his face, I said, yes, true. I didn't say, God said. God said? No, 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 the rabbi said. I said, no, 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 God said. Did you ever hear Kiddush? Sure. I said, let's repeat together the words. All his life, he never thought what he says. This is the problem of people. They hear Kiddushi many times, here, there, there, invited here, invited there. V'sham u'bnei Yisrael ta'shabat, yahaf uvet inu by heart. I say, b'ni uvem bnei Yisrael, who is speaking? He say, God. I say, very good. B'ni uvem bnei Yisrael, oti le'olam. It's an eternal covenant. So I gave him an example. I said, let's say I want to open a club, special VIP club. And everyone wants to get a car to come in, no problem, they can get a car in one condition. I wrote, tuxedo only, no sneakers, no jeans, no this, no that, no cigarettes. You have to come with a, with a wife or a girlfriend. You cannot come by yourself. I made rules. Like the clubs, they have their own rules. And you paid for the ticket. You got it. You purchased it, I don't know, $1,000 membership. You got it. And you showed up with ripped jeans, whatever, and by yourself. And my guy doesn't let you in. So you scream, oh, I'm a member. Yes, you are. You also, you're Jew. Yeah, you're born to a Jewish mother, which means you have the membership. But you cannot come in. What good is the membership? He said, what do you mean? I said, yeah, you cannot come in. The Torah said, nefesh Yisrael. God said, I'm calling you out of my nation. I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Two minutes later, he begged me, can I take you to the airport? In the middle of the business day. This is what's happening in this world. Lashon Hara. Somebody went and make sure that he here not to go by mistake. Why, why was so, why was so, the person that told him, whoever it is, I don't know, why was so anxious to run and tell him this? Why can't you not talk? You don't like him, say, okay, no problem. What is it your business? 
because nobody has irat shamayim. In the end, Mishamayim, Hashem directed it that he heard the truth, and I gave him the CDs, and I heard today that he's already watching them. No, maybe something good will come out of it. But this is the power of Lashon Hara. Time is almost running out. Let's finish this page. So today, you have to know how to talk to people. It's very dangerous, because wow, one, one bad comment you make, he hates you forever. He won't accept from you anything. So... אמר רבי יהודה אמר רב לעולם יעסוק אדם בתורה במצוות אף על פי שלא לשמע person must force himself to learn Torah even if he doesn't like it even if it's not for the sake of the mitzvah of God no not for the sake of God why? because if he's going to do it eventually he would fall in love with that for sure and he will do it for the right reasons correcting people תוכחה Criticizing people to improve their way, to make them more righteous. Up to when? Up to where? Up to how long? One time, five times, a hundred times, a million times, all your life. He kill you, he beat you up. Nah, don't be mechaled Shabbat, boom. Don't be mechaled Shabbat, boom. How long? Is going to kill you? No. There's a limit. Rav Amar Adaka'a, until he beats you up. Screams at you, don't get upset. You get, you get paid for it, don't worry. Once he raises his hand on you, that's it, you don't have to talk to him ever again. Let him destroy himself, it's his problem from now on. But until he gave you a smack, his problem is your problem. Shmuel Amar, until he curse you. One way or the other, hit you or curse you. Rav Yochanan Omer, until Nezifa, until he throw you out or get upset at you without cursing you. So what's the worst? Beat you, curse you, or get upset with you? Beating you up is the worst. So, so uh, Rabbi Yoshua says, Rabbi Yochanan says, oh, I mean, uh, Rav says, until he beats you up. That's the highest. Shmuel says, no, it doesn't have to go that far. Even when he cares, you already are dismissed. So he's more lenient. Rabbi Yochanan says, until Nezifa. Even when he gets upset at you, you don't have to bother him anymore. You clean. Clean from his blood. You're not going to be responsible for his sins. One way or the other, nobody knows these things. Your cousin, your uncle, your neighbor, these 20 years. Nothing. Eh, what should I bother myself? Who cares about them? That's what most people think. So what's happened in the end? Negmara says like this. Ketanai, Rabbi Eliezer Omer Adaka'a. Rabbi Eliezer says until he beats you up. Rabbi Yoshua says, this is another, in a different yeshiva. Rabbi Yoshua says until he cares you. Ben Azai says until he push you away. Amar Av Nachman Bar Yitzchak, all three of them learn it from, from the same source. What is the source? Vayichar Av Shaul Beyonatan, Vayomer Lo Ben Na'avat Amardut. Translation, and King Saul got angry at his son, Yonatan. Why? For taking King David's side. He wasn't the king yet. So he's... His father is the king. His father is after King David, and he's covering for King David. Where is he? Why is he not in the meal? So he's making, he's covering for him. 
ויאמר לו, בן נאוות המרדות, you are the son of the source of rebellions. So, and what happened after, right after? ויתל שאול את החנית עליו להכותו. He took his spear and threw it. מאן דאמר הדקה, the one who said that until he beats you up. So we understand. The one who said until he cursed you, he said to him, לבושתך או לבושת ערוות אמך. He cursed you also. למאן דאמר עד נזיפה ואיחר. ואיחר means he got angry. All three in one verse. למאן דאמר עד נזיפה ואחתי וקר וקטע. טוב, I don't want to go into it too much, but you got the idea here. The idea is that you cannot snore at night when your brother is chiloni or your sister. Can't. You have to do everything you can. If you're a rich guy, bribe them. Come, my son, come watch. There's a good movie, Torah and Science. Oh, no, I'm not interested. I'm meeting my friends. No, no, come, don't worry. No, no, it's four hours, it's not for me. No, no, only one hour today, come. Half an hour, start. No, no, leave me alone. I give you a hundred bucks for it. Really? <laughs> he sits. Two years later, he's a rabbi. Hundred bucks. What's the big deal? You have money. Most people don't do it. I have a rich guy complained to me about his son that he's somewhere in college. I said to him, so what do you want me? To fly four hours to meet with your son? Maybe he'll meet me, maybe not. Maybe he would listen, maybe not. Make him watch the DVD. He say, he won't want. Say to him, what does he like you to buy him? Buy him. Tell him to watch and buy him something. He said, oh, he has everything from his mother's side, a very wealthy. He thought about it, to give him money. Here, come, I'll buy you a car. Watch the CD. Now you're thinking, no, no. So let's say, say, okay, okay, I'll watch the CD. He wants to get the car. He doesn't care about the CD. So he sits and pretend. Don't be a fool. Tell him, I'm asking you a question to make sure you really listen. I ask you five or six questions. If you don't know, that means you didn't listen. And if he, he knows, anyway, he doesn't care. His mind was on a car all the time. Don't be so sure. Why? Information who goes into the brain can never, ever come out of there. It's not like a board. You write, and you take the sponge and, and wipe it up, and it's never there anymore. What went in, even in your next life, you can get it out by hypnosis. There's no way to erase. Any scene you see, it's there forever. You can never erase it. Every bad movie is there forever. Every curse you heard or you say, it's there forever. If you heard, if you watch the movie Torah and Science, and you are by yourself, no ego issues. You and the film. And you know, yes, it's proving God exists. Yes, the Torah is divine. Obviously, a person couldn't write it. Yes, there is reward and punishment. Oh, wow, there's life and life after life. How many things you already know now? But he's only 18, 19, 20. He's not in a mood now to be religious. So after a, a day or two, he's trying to forget the movie. Uh, two, three weeks later, he really forgot about it. He go back with Christine, days smoking together in a room, pizza party, two o'clock at night in college. That's the only reason they go to college for. You know, so what's going on now? He forgot about the film and he got a car. No? Don't be so sure. A year later, boom, big accident. What happened to him in the hospital? God did it to me. If he wouldn't watch it a year ago, what would he think in the hospital? What a bad luck. 
Why did I leave? I should have stayed in a room. It was raining. Why did I leave? My friend told me, don't go. Nothing about God or about his punishments, about his sins. All co bad luck, coincidence. I wish I was, how come I didn't see it? He kills himself, but not about the right thing. Once he watched it, everything that will happen to him in life, it will keep coming back to him. Still no guarantee he will be righteous, but there's a much higher chance. And if not, you saved yourself. One way or the other, you don't lose. What do you care? The Gemara says, until when is the suffering? You order a suit by the tailor. He prepared, he measured you for five hours around your belly, 500 pounds. And then, he, you know, he cannot buy a normal suit. You have to, special, because you, you know, you're well. You're very big, so he needs to measure you. Finally, they made you a suit. Your son is getting married to, tomorrow. You come now to try the suit on. Wow, it's not good. That's how it is to make, custom made. Not today, you know. That's very big suffering now. Wow, wow, I don't have what to wear. What am I going to do? The Gemara says they wanted to give him hot and they gave him cold by mistake. You know this. Mecham, these samovars with hot water, the hot water pot. You come on Shabbat, you want to make tea, coffee. <laughs> it's never boiling, the water. Always you put the coffee, pieces of coffee in your mouth. This is suffering. This is suffering. That's erasing some of your sins. Masgulot sonen, by mistake they gave you cold. You, want, you, you went to the restaurant, you want hot tea. He gave you iced tea in the iced tea. What's so bad about it? Your mind was on hot tea now. You got cold tea. It's already suffering. Even though now you're happy with the cold. But your mind was on a hot. It gave you cold. Some people will burn the restaurant for something like this. Where is your boss? You know? So it says like this. Even he wore his clothes, and then if somebody told him on the street, it's upside down. You know, the, the, the little note is in the outside. So you have to take it off now. And, well, that's the big deal. No, so you, even that. Yamara says, Afilo shiti adola kisli tol shalosh. You put your hands in your pocket to take out three coins, a coin of three, and a coin of two came out. You wanted a quarter, and a nickel came out. No? That's also suffering. What did he erase? What did he erase? The garbage was waiting for you, Motzei Shabbos, when you came from Shul, to take it to the garbage. And you pretend you don't see it, so one of the guests took it out. Small sin, no big deal. That could be that. So many. So you need a lot of little sufferings. Dafka shalosh v'alubi adoshnaim, aval shnaim v'alubi adoshalosh lo. But if you wanted, uh, you needed ten cents and a quarter came out, it's not suffering. It's no problem. You need, you have what you need. You wanted a quarter and a nickel came out or a dime, yes, because now you have to look for another one. And it's freezing. You buy the payphone. That's how it used to be. So then everyone has iPhone, this, that. Nobody knows what a payphone is. But when I came to this country, I wanted to call Israel. I had to bring a bag of quarters like this. Three dollars and 25 cents, please. Toot, 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 toot. 
like this half an hour. For the first one minute. It's every minute, but after a minute, it's already worn you. Please add $1.25. You know, that's how it was. One time, you find a phone in the old days that was broken. You put one quarter and it's stuck. It's stuck. It doesn't ask you for more money. <laughs> you see all the Spanish people standing on line. Amigo, hurry up. Por favor. <laughs> Everyone, you know. Why, it's free phone. <laughs> then, then, the, then the Gemara says like this. Amar Rabbi Ishmael. כל שעברו עליו 40 יום בלא איסורים קיבל עולמו. וואו. גוספאמס. 40 days without any suffering, you got paid your reward in this life. That's why the חכמים, the righteous people, if they saw 40 days, there was no problem, no tragedy, no accident, no money lost, no checks that bounce, the landlord didn't come and scream at you. Nothing happened. 40 days? What they used to do, they used to go on the street, there were rocks on the road, and pick up the rocks and move them to the side that the horses can go th through. Rabbi, what are you doing? Let me help you. No, no, I, if I wanted help, I would send you. I want to suffer. Well, but why? 39 days, nothing bad happened. <laughs> Hashem, you don't want to send me problems? I'll bring it to myself. I don't want my reward in this life. Right away, you get the suffering. This is how it was. Every person that made a scene and he wants to pay for it, the best thing to pay for it is giving tzedakah. He gives tzedakah. What's tzedakah? Tzedakah is one hour from his life, three hours from his life, one day from his life, whatever the scene is. So he comes to Hashem and says, look, I made that mistake. Here, I'm giving a day of my life. I worked so hard and I made this hundred dollar today, I'm giving it out. It's a very good thing. It's, it's tshuva. It's not enough. You still have to pray and ask for forgiveness and do vidui and then when Yom Kippur come. But that's already a big step forward. That's, I said in my last lecture, but it was in Hebrew, last night, it was very good shiur in Holy uh, Silzir, that if people would only know how many billions of mitzvot they can buy with money and not so much money, They'll never forgive themselves in the day that they die how many billions of mitzvot I could have buy without even realizing. It wouldn't change my financial situation a bit. If a person make a million dollar a year and he gave 100,000 maser that he has to give and he knew how to do it, to, to invest it correctly, he could have bought billions of mitzvot every month. And it wouldn't affect him. 900,000 or a million, there's a difference. Uh, one way or the other, he feels the same. Drive the same car, same house. It's not that much of a difference. Or a billion, now, so, it's, so now he made 900 million. All this become. It's really not, doesn't make that much of a difference. In his life, he would live the same life. But now he comes empty, and now he comes with trillions of mitzvot. And remember, this is without really affecting his life. But the rich people sometimes lost their brain. I don't know where the brain is. Maybe the day Hashem gave intelligence, they forgot to show up. Because in business, they know. But when it comes to the real important investment, their mind is not working. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, when you talk in front of a wine, when you make wine and people make noise, it spoils the wine. 
What's the connection? Your friend has a barrel in his basement. He stands with his rubber boots on the things. I know a Persian guy in Englewood, Tzadik. He makes his own wine. Special for you, Rabbi. Yeah, he brings it. Ah, don't worry. Rubber, nobody comes in the basement. No Mechalel Shabbat go there. 100% kosher. No, fine. So if he talks over there, he gets a phone call. Okay, bring me 100 suits. Put it over there, there, and while he's making the wine, he may not know. It ruins the quality of the wine. But if you make perfumes, the more noise you make, the better the quality of the perfume becomes. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, yes, Omrim, Samemanim Neemralo Lemoshe Besinai. The 11 spices in a Pitum Aktoret, Hashem told Moses in Mount Sinai. Amar Avuna, Take those ingredients, these spices. Trey, samim means plural. Plural always, when the Torah doesn't say an exact number, but speaks in a plural language, it's two. If it says seven, then you know it's seven. Five, it's five. It just say plural, right? Like uh, spices. How many spices? 10, 11, 20, two. That's the rule, remember this. Kach lechasamim, two. Nataf ushchelet vechenvena, five. Right? Nataf, it's one spice. Shchelet, chenvena, five. And again, samim, two more. Again, it says samim, spices, again, so it's two more. And with the entire thing, it's with the levona, exactly 11, all together. What do we learn from this? Levona, it's horrible smell. All the other 10 spices, great, cinnamon, okay, uh, great smells of great spices. Levona, oh, you smell it, you want to vomit. But it's one of the 11 ingredients that you do in the temple, a special sacrifice of the spices. Well, what's going on here? Why Hashem did it? It would be better off without it, no? To teach you that if you have 10 good ones, 11th one can be bad. If you have 10 Jews, Shomer Shabbos, that's already good. Shechina come, the Spirit of God come to that synagogue. The 11th one and on can be somebody that is not good, doesn't smell good, makes a lot of sins, but you can take him as 11 on, not as one of the 10. One of the 10, very sorry, you cannot take out the Sefer Torah, no Kaddish, no Baruchu, no Kedusha. You pray by yourself. But, Rabbi, I came to the shul. We're very sorry. You drive on Shabbat, what can we do? We only have nine Shomrei Shabbat. This is it. Av kodem lahem bechol makom. Who's more important, the father or the mother? They're both important. But whose word is higher? The father. Excuse me, all the feminists. I'm reading what Hashem said. It's not my opinion, right? So, av kodem lahem bechol makom. The father comes in front of the mother to respect in all subjects. Is it because the father is really more important than the mother? The Torah say, ish imo ve'aviv tirau. No, because in another place in the Torah it says when it comes to fear, respect that involved with fear, then the mother comes before in a verse. Ish imo ve'aviv tirau. To respect, it's et Respect your father and your mother. 
fear your mother and your father. Why it changed? Because the nature of the human being is, he is with his mother all day in the house since he's a baby. So he's like two bodies. So he doesn't have any fear from her. She always would protect him from his father's belt. When the father runs, where is he? No, no, Moshe, please hit me, hit me. No, please. No, don't, no, only give him one more chance. Right? The mother is my body. She always take it for me. So you're not afraid of her. So the Torah says, work on yourself. Fear your mother just like it's your father. When the father is the other way around. You know, so what happened? Because your mother automatically respect. The Torah says, work on respecting your father. No, Ed is, uh, no, that's another thing. Ed comes lerabot et achiv agadol, his older brother as well, yes. Vechen betalmud Torah, the Gemara says like this. Both of them are equal. The father and the mother are equally important. But when, when you have a weakness, when it comes to respect with the father, that's why it starts with the father. When your weakness is not to fear your mother, so the mother comes first. Mipne shuvi imo chayavim b'chvod aviv. Why you have to respect your father and it comes more than to respect your mother? Because you and your mother have to respect the father. The obligation to you to respect your father is the same obligation to the mother to respect the father. So the wife cannot talk the way the wife talk to their husbands in these days. They cannot, they cannot talk. Now in Talmud Torah, in learning Torah, Im Zacha ben Lifnei Arav, הרב קודם את האב בכל מקום. ומפני שהוא ואביו חייבים בכבוד רבו. But your, your rabbi is even higher than your father. Because you and your father all respect to the rabbi. Not like today. Which rabbi told you not to go to college and to go to yeshiva? Tell me, tell me. Rabbi, what's your address? What? I'm on my way. <laughs> Why? Why you tell my son to go to learn Torah? You gonna pay him? You gonna buy him a house? You fool. You paying him? You give him something? Everything he has comes from Hashem. Hashem use you to give him. You be dead, you get it from somewhere else. What? So... <clears throat> That's a time ran out. So, Baruch Hashem, we are in 328, the slides. And next week, I hope to finish it. We have to get to 339. We have 11 more slides. That's it. Next Wednesday, we're finishing the Talmud series, Bezrat Hashem. Please make sure you come to the end, because when you do the end, see you, it can't like you did the whole thing. Make sure you don't miss next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, if you miss, big thing. If you come, it will count much more. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.